What a day, what a day, what a day. Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. JT back with you as we continue hour number two on a busy day. Raider cuts are coming in. Raiders cuts are coming in. Carl Joseph let go by the Raiders. Uh, Levi Damian from inside the Raiders. Raiders are waving undrafted rookie wide receiver Dylan Stoner per source. A return to the practice squad is very likely. And we'll go through the names as they come across the wire. And, you know, the Raiders typically what they do is they'll wait. They'll wait until all the cuts are made official. And these are one of the days we count on the Raider insiders who cover the team, cover the beat, to get their information per sources. Uh, Vic Tafer also reporting uh, Dylan Stoner after Levi. The Raiders crossed their fingers they can get him on the practice squad. And other surprises. There's not a lot of surprises to me. I pretty much think that everybody who's going to get cut were people we were talking about throughout the summer. I didn't expect Carl Joseph to. Because when Carl Joseph was brought in, he was he was brought in as an insurance plan for Jonathan Abram. And they brought in Trayvon Merrig to play center field, as Coach Gruden told me last night, on the state of the team. When I interviewed him, I asked him about Trayvon Merrig, and he said, he's center field. He's our guy. He's our last line back there. Uh, Raiders releasing Kendall Vickers, according to Vic Tafer. Keelan Doss. So the names are coming down the wire. Uh, I'm not shocked by the Raiders releasing Isaiah Johnson. I think he's got some good upside. He's a good athlete. Made the big play against the Chargers last year. But you're going to keep Damon Arnett and you bring in Casey Hayward. You understand the depth of that position there. Keep an eye on all these guys and the job they're doing. All the beat writers who cover the team, especially Vinny Bonsignor, who will be on. He's already blocked the column out there on some of the cuts who are there. And there'll be some more here this hour. And when we get them. We'll let you know about that, too. So that's where we are, where we're at. we got a lot to get to the final hour of the show, 702-365-9200. I'll get to Cam Newton. Cam Newton coming up later this hour. The big shocking news today, not only is he not going to start for New England, but he was cut. And a lot of people, including myself, are tying this into the fact that he's not vaccinated. Not being vaccinated during a global pandemic that has killed a lot of people over 18, 19 months, and all the problems that this country has with the economy and sports and not being vaccinated when you're a quarterback, when you lead, when you're the face of a franchise, not shocked that he's cut. Not shocked, but I'm surprised. I thought they'd keep him on as the number two. So we'll get into all of that as we get rolling here. 702-365-9200, at JT the Brick on Twitter, if you want to get right through. Nash in Houston, thanks for waiting. You're up next, Nash. Go ahead. Hey, I appreciate it. Just uh, one quick comment about Cam, then I'd rather talk about the Raiders. But mm-hmm. in some regards, it's a little bit like uh, Kaepernick. And is the baggage that he brings worth it with, you know, then it was other things, but now it's with the vaccine. But it may be mm-hmm. one of those aha moments where he kind of wakes up and decides that he wants to get it. Because I think he'd be a, a good fit for a backup like in Dallas, uh, just with uh, what they got going on there. But, uh, again, enough about those teams. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises today. I mean, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Brown, rather he's cut or not, because, mm-hmm. again, he's a six-wide receiver. I'd rather keep the the young kid who returns punts, Turner, 
Mm-hmm. Seems like he'd be, you know, again, uh, help us in different areas. And again, what they, what I've heard you talk about, where they want guys that can do multiple things, and so that's where he makes a, you know, big splash. And then I think the other thing is trying to figure out if they'll be able to pick up an offensive lineman because again, that to me, sure. uh, uh, you know, that's where I'm concerned about the depth. And then again, yeah, John Clayton certainly knows his stuff. And and uh, again, being from Texas, I just don't understand why, you know, so people are so much higher on the Broncos. Uh-huh. Uh, with a, a questionable quarterback situation, and even uh, San Diego, uh, you know, L.A. The Chargers, where yeah. you've got a yeah, where the Chargers, where you got you know a new staff and everything else, and so you know they're going to have uh-huh. some growing pains with that. It's uh, a year two quarterback who the league is going to see, so it's just going to be interesting to see. But looking forward to see uh, you know uh, some of the people that you know make the team, uh, some of these young guys. But again, uh, the other comment is. You look at a lot around the league, all these ex-Raiders that are getting cut too, which I think, again, speaks to the way they rebuilt the roster here and that these guys have left somewhere else. You know, they're not making rosters there as well. So mm-hmm. just appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. I agree with you on offensive line depth. This offensive line is an injury or two away from being in potential trouble if it happens to the wrong guy. So we don't know about Richie Incognito. He hasn't been available for a long time. Nick Martin, I like Nick Martin because he could back up Andre James at center and you could put him at guard. You know, you look at some of the players that are here, there's not a lot of depth on that offensive line. I think there's good players. I really do. Colton Miller, Alex Leatherwood, Richie Incognito, Andre James, John Simpson, what we expect to see at the guard position. I'm all right with that. Denzel Good, whoever the Raiders had, I'm fine with that, but they should add some depth and pick up an offensive lineman because there will be good offensive linemen that are available due to cuts coming up. You know, some teams, you know, and in regards, if you missed it in the first hour, John Clayton was so nonchalant about the Raiders not being a playoff team, and I almost fell out of my chair. He was talking about Denver and the Chargers being wild card teams, and I said, what about the Raiders? He's just like, no, no. He didn't believe in the defense. He doesn't believe in the offensive line. So people wonder why the Raiders have such long odds to make the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. There's a lot of media and a lot of people in Vegas who don't believe in the Raiders yet, and Gus Bradley is going to have to prove everything wrong with the defense. This is on Gus now to get these defenders to play better and put the best players on the field. 702-365-9200-TR in Indianapolis on the Raiders mobile app. Go ahead. JT, man, I listen every day. I hear some of those callers calling in kind of, Oh, I don't know. I hope we're all right. I just want to remind everyone, I think we got the best tight end in the league, man. And because of that, we're going to be in so many games on that zone. There's been a couple games last year where Carr just fed Waller, fed Waller. The defense can be a little bit better. I think mm-hmm. we're making a run for it. Well, what do you mean by run? What's the run mean? I think we're making a wild card spot. And I love I miss mm-hmm. those days of Gruden back in the day. I think I remember playing the Jets in the wild card back in the day. Once you get in the playoffs, and I think it's uh, Green schemes them up, and we see what we can mm-hmm. do from there. Yeah, I think you just got to get to the playoffs. You got to find ways to win games. You got to beat Baltimore on opening no night. Baltimore's Baltimore's got serious injuries on that mm-hmm. roster, and they're traveling into a madhouse in the grand oh, opening God. of a new stadium. You got to beat Baltimore because it's going to be hard to beat Pittsburgh and Ben Roethlisberger in that pass rush. It's going to be hard to win in Pittsburgh as it's Pittsburgh's home opener. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think that thing about the Madhouse, that's the key to winning that first game. Yes, they're injured, but if the Raider Nation can show up at all like they showed up at O.co, if they can go wild and be that extra little push, 
The mm-hmm. players are going to be juiced. And I think the thing about the roster is, talent or not, we were in a lot of games. We almost beat the Chiefs twice last year. I think what this team has, Gruden's got rid of the people that didn't want to be there. You talk about Trent Brown and those cancers on the team. They're not there there. So if you get the mm-hmm. fans going wild, this team believes in itself. They can win that first game. Yeah, thank you for the phone call. Very optimistic phone call there. When you talk about that, one thing, I was I was happy yesterday. I, I really had good pep in my step after I interviewed Coach Gruden because my dad was able to see it. And my dad and my mom mean everything to me, as you know, if you listen. And my dad called me, and luckily I was in the car. I was out of the building, and he really enjoyed the interview with Coach Gruden. And my dad, who's 83 years old and knows sports better than I do, and he said, I like what he said about the fans there making a difference. My 83-year-old dad watching in Massapequa, Long Island, to Coach Gruden and I sit down with the state of the team last night. The first thing he wanted to talk about was the stadium and what John Gruden said about the crowd and all the games they lost last year. Look, you all know because you're football fans, the crowd means a lot, but the Raiders lost some games last year due to not having fans. There, I can't tell you what would have happened. I can tell you what I hope would happen. Let me give you two examples. Marcus Mariota first and goal at the four. If that place was full of 65,000 fans, there would have been a little bit of an issue with noise. Marcus Mariota would have had to get the crowd to quiet. The place would have been shaking, first and goal at the four. The Chargers would have been in chaos at that moment. There would have been energy in that building. I think the Mariota would have scored. Or by handing the ball up. They got too conservative down there. I would have ran Mariota three times off tackle. Would have ran him three times out of the shotgun like Tim Tebow did at Florida. He would have scored. And then the other game, you got to tell me that the fans would have made a difference, is when Ryan Fitzpatrick got his helmet ripped off and threw the Hail Mary down the sideline in replacing Tua. Remember, he replaced Tua in that game because Tua wasn't playing good enough. I believe if there was 65,000 fans there, the Raiders would have won that game. But I'll never know. I'll never know. So I'm hoping I have some good examples this year. And remember, we just got two calls, two calls from Houston and Indy. I say this again. Vegas is not up to speed yet. We got to get Vegas going on 920. That's why that app is so big. Because right now, I get to go out to Dino in Toronto. Look where these calls are coming in, man, all over the world. Now we're in Toronto. Dino, how are you? JT, my brother, good to hear your voice, man. Uh, Long-time listener. I usually call in every so often, but I've been kind of reserving my comments until now where the season's here. I um. JT, I think we're going to get 12 wins this year, man. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a very, very uh, astute fan. I know this team inside out. I watch. I hear. Um, I love what we're doing. I, I think Gruden played a little close to the vest. They didn't want to show off a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in the off season. That's why we didn't see a lot of the first teamers. Um, didn't really see a lot of the magic offense that I think he's going to just ex- expose everybody with. Um, I, I like. I like this, man. You know, we're 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 a little under the radar. I don't have a problem with people, you know. It's funny. John Clayton says, you know, I want, you know, he didn't say the Raiders weren't good. He says, I just want to see what that defense is going to do. So these these guys are a little skeptical of defense, but they know the offense is the real deal. So I just I just think that we got 12 wins this year. We're going to beat Baltimore on Monday. Uh, it's going to be a close game. I think the the Raiders are going to start off gangbusters. And uh, like a lot of the callers said, the real X factor for us is that O-line, man. We just got to pray that these men are healthy and, um, you know, hopefully they can pick up some depth. Mm-hmm. But I really like our team, man. I really yeah. like our team, JT. Yeah. I think I think we're going to do well. 
Thanks, Dino, in Toronto. Home of Getty Lee. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I don't see the Raiders with 12 wins. I don't see them going from 8 to 12, but I like the team being improved. And getting to double digits would be great. If the Raiders could get to 10 wins, that'd be unbelievable. 12? I mean, going 12 and 5, 17 games? I don't see it that way. I'd love to see it happen. I'd love to. And I'll remember your phone call if it happens. But going from 8 to 12 is a big jump. A really big jump. That, that, that's how I see it. I'd love to see them win 10. You know, the one time I picked the Raiders to win the Super Bowl was the year they came off 12 wins. How'd that work out for me? So I want to see the Raiders win as much as anyone in the Raider Nation for an array of reasons, but double-digit wins and not collapsing the second half of the season. That's going to be really important as we go forward. 702-365-9200. Javier in Denver. Look at this. Here comes Denver on the Raiders mobile app. What's happening? Oh, man, JT. Uh, it's tough to hear that national coverage every day, so I'm with you. It's a little pissed at pisses everyone off a little bit, especially Raider Nation. Um, I do want to say that uh, Raider has has always been under-evaluated, undervalued, and I think mm-hmm. this year with the upgrades on defense and Derek Carr and Gruden consistently working on their trait, I think uh, this year we're going to kind of prove all these guys wrong. So I'm up on it. I'm excited. I think we are going to make it into a mm-hmm. playoff pretty it's going to be not easy. You know, the average win is by three three points or four points, right? So the NFL is so evenly matched. It's kind of interesting to see everyone be down on the Raiders. But I think we, we got them this year. So I'm excited. Good. I appreciate the call. Vinny Bonsignor, per source, the Raiders have released guard Lester Cotton Jr., running back Garrett Groshek gone here, according to Vinny Bonsignor. Groshek and Cotton Jr. Uh, Lester is a tough decision because he can do a lot of things on that offensive line. There's no doubt about it. At guard, he could swing both sides. But, you know, the Raiders feel pretty good with what they have. And they brought in a first round, a first round guard slash tackle, a tackle who's going to be playing and starting in Alex Leatherwood. Colt in Phoenix. Man, what a national show today. Everybody now in Phoenix where Guns N' Roses played last night at the Suns Arena. What's happening? JT, I'm so sorry about these callers. I'm sorry about (laughs) Vegas. Phoenix, close enough, whatever. Listen, diehard Raiders fan my whole life. These callers just need to learn to bring the energy like you used to as a caller. I mean, have something to say. Bring the energy. I mean, let's let's just call in with, with a point. Anyway, let me get to mine. So, Paul Gunther, I think was the biggest mistake Gruden has made so far. I know he's his friend. We kept him way too long. These cuts today are a perfect example. Kendall Vickers and Carl Joseph, solid guys, solid players. I wish them nothing but the best. But we never would have cut them under Gunther. But Bradley Mm -hmm. sees the big picture. He's willing to play guys that actually fit his scheme. He's willing to play young guys. I see big improvements from RD this year. Um, you know, we got a long way to go. But anyway, sorry you're having a rough day. Thanks for the time. <laughs> Keep holding it down, JT. Thank you. I'm not having a rough day. I'm having a beautiful day. Every day I could be on Raider Nation Radio is a glorious day. Thank you. It's a glorious day. You know, there are some hosts that, you know, I work five hours a day without a co-host. 
I'd like a couple of good calls. I don't need them, but I'd like them. It's always nice to have. I don't read tweets. I don't read TMZ. I don't do a radio show with four co-hosts and giggle and do comedy acts. I'm not a comedian. There's only one guy ever in radio qualified to do sports who was funny. Jay Moore. I worked with him, the former comedian, stand-up guy. Other than that, I'm not trying out comedy bits. I don't do that when I MC events. I just get through the show, and we try to give you a ton of information. We don't waste time here. And if we get a bad call, we'll blow them out. If we get a good call, they'll go longer. You know, whatever you want to do here. But great to hear you in Phoenix. Great to hear you in Phoenix where the last five calls have been national. And that's what I tell all of our partners here we're doing business with. You get a chance if you're doing business with this radio show to have listeners who are coming to Vegas to come here and might want to use your business. Go to your day club. Go to your casino. Go to your place of business such as PTs. They keep hearing it long enough, they go. And that's why we love our partners here. Here's Sean in Sacramento, California's capital. Hello, Sean. Hey, what's up, JT? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank uh, you, Sean. Great. So some of these cuts are reminding me why we made the defensive change. I think mm-hmm. the guys they brought in on the defensive line, I mean, these guys want high energy, all effort, every single play type guys. Yeah, they wanted some beef. They brought in Jeremy McCoy, who's going to penetrate the middle. But if you really just go back and look at how we beat the Chiefs in that first game in Kansas mm-hmm. City, those guys, those that D-line was relentless. We didn't have the best talent. We had guys fresh coming off of the practice squad, the veteran practice squad, and those guys went all out all day. And we mm-hmm. kind of paid for it after that game, I believe, because we didn't have the depth to keep doing that. Um, and, and we didn't have the secondary coaching, I believe, it was yes. bad, um, that fell apart. So some of these cuts that I'm seeing – is reminding me of what changes we made, why we made a change of defensive coordinator. And I, mm-hmm. now I'm just sitting back waiting. I don't care what the national media's got, what they say, because they don't pay attention to this team. We've known that for years. You know, I, I go way back. I was covering the team from 2014, 2019 on the field. I was a photographer. But mm-hmm. it's, just, um, it's, it's just disheartening. But I get it. We ain't won in 20 years, so they don't want to put any – they don't want to put themselves out there to look like a fool. So we get it. But um, it's all going to be on that field, and we got to win home games in Vegas. Yeah. But I'm I'm picking this team to win 11 games. I think they're in the playoffs. Whether that's a division winner or a wild card, I'm not sure yet. But I think we're going to sweep San Diego. We're going to sweep Denver, and um, I get some of these moves at receiver too. I think DJ Turner's being kept right now, although he was, I heard he was injured. But yeah. I think we're keeping him for special teams because we don't have Richard, right. so we need a return guy. So yep. I liked his effort. I liked everything you did. I definitely think Stoner's going to be on the practice squad. But um, mm-hmm. I appreciate you, JT, for everything. Thank um, you. Uh, the Cam Newton thing, I hate that we keep putting out on the media that um, the first thing we think of is he got cut just because of COVID. He got outplayed. He got he outplayed. Did. So he did, he did get outplayed, but he got outplayed because he wasn't available during COVID protocol. He didn't get outplayed uh, I, a lot. He missed four or five days, as John Clayton said that were crunch time heading into and missing a day of the Giants' joint workouts, and that probably pissed Belichick off so bad they cut him. They could have made no him a number doubt. two. They could have made him a number two, and they cut no him doubt. because of that, and I think that had something to do with it. Appreciate the call, Sean. Thanks for checking in in Sacramento. Really love the fact that we're getting calls from all over the country today because the Raiders mobile app is the reason I decided to do this. You know, we're trying to get a new radio flagship going. We need 
the energy from people outside of Vegas until Vegas catches up. That's it. I'll be honest. I've never lied to anybody. We could not survive doing a radio show without this app, especially on days like today. Period. I have no problem admitting that. We got we to gotta get this thing up. We got to get it better. We got to get it up and running. And we got to get Vegas going balls out on it every day. There are a lot of options in Vegas. I don't think none better than this. And if you're a Raider fan, Raiders are bigger than everything else in town. And I love the Golden Knights. And I want UNLV to do well. And the Aviators. I live across the street. I walk to games. I want UNLV basketball with Kevin Kruger to be unbelievable. But this is the Raiders. This is the NFL. This is an NFL flagship. It's a big deal. Oakland Mitch. Good to hear from you, Mitch. How you been? Thanks for calling in. JT, it's been a long time, man. I was listening. I'm like, let me lob JT a call because these people need to know how to do it. Get in. Mitch, how many steps you get in a day, man? You've had the, you, I got the trainer now. I got the watch, but nothing like you. How many steps you getting in a day when I see you on Facebook? Well, let, let me just tell you this, JT. Today marks 243 straight days that I have worked out. I, I made a New Year's resolution to work out every day in 2021. I gained a lot of weight after having shoulder surgery, and then COVID hit, and I went up, you won't believe it, but I went up to 260 pounds. You know, that's not me. I'm yeah. not that big. So I'm down to back, back down to my regular weight of around 210. So it's worth you. Half hour good for a day, you. man. Awesome. I'm so happy to hear you. We've had so many good times over the years at Ricky's Raider games, all the, all the old events, the Raider rallies at Jack London Square. You've been with me a long time. A long time, man. And, I, I, and I'm going to stay with you because you're my guy. Awesome. But uh, I, I just want to jump in and say, you know, we were 8-8 eight and eight last year, and there were a few games that, you know, they, they could have gone either way. So, you know, 11 and, 11 and uh, 5 might have been our record had we beaten uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Dolphins. I mean, who knows? But we cannot have a defense like we did last year. And I was so impressed with what I saw in that first preseason game with the swarming defense. I didn't know what I was watching. I right. thought maybe a Willie Shaw-led defense had come back like we had way back in the 2000s, early 2000s. Uh-huh. And offensively, nobody, you know, we can compete with any team out there. Waller, Ruggs, Jacobs, Renfro, Edwards, come on. As long as we stay healthy, Carr's going to eat these teams alive. But the defense has to do its part and step up and swarm to the ball. JT, that's all I got. I just want to come Thanks, in and Mitch. say hey and, and, and say, you know, the Raiders, I do believe, are back. So we'll end it with Raiders. Take care. Oakland Mitch, good man. A good friend from back in the day. I always love when friends resurface, and Facebook has a lot to do with that, no doubt, but especially when I hear their voice over the phone, brought to you by Modelo, an official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders. Modelo Especial is brewed with time, effort, and determination to create the model Mexican lager. Everyone knows that hard work deserves a fitting reward, a Pilsner-style lager with a crisp, clean taste. I will have a bucket of Modelo's heading into the weekend, as my wife and I are celebrating our 22-year wedding anniversary. I think it's 22. I think because it was 21 last year. So I think I got that right. Well, my wife's out at work, so she won't hear that, and she'll correct me or someone else will. But that's the last weekend. Hey, man, this is the last weekend. I don't have a Raider game other than when the Raiders have a bye week or the Raiders play on Thursday, which is Thanksgiving, or the Raiders play on Monday night. 
and it's go time starting next week on Monday. We line up day after day the Premier Raider insiders, the Premier national guests like you heard John Clayton today. And most importantly, because we're based in Vegas, the gambling perspective. Well, we'll use our resources around town here to put on prognosticators, sportsbook directors, and everybody that can tell you what's happening with the moving lines in the NFL. Want to make sure that gamblers know they can come here. Gambling's big in Vegas. It's always been legal here, but now the NFL is embracing it. And a lot of our partners are here on this show for a gambling perspective. So we have you covered there. Then a lot of national storylines and then Something good happens with UNLV football or basketball, we'll pounce on it. Golden Knights, I love the Golden Knights. I'm a fan. Whenever they give me a player, we're going to put them on. We're excited to do that. We are Vegas. We are Raider Nation Radio. When we come back, my opinion on Cam Newton. Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton's getting what Cam Newton kind of deserves. But he's a hell of a player. Cam Newton is one of the most gifted athletes. Don't forget the Heisman Trophy, the accomplishments at Auburn, taking Carolina to the Super Bowl, winning the MVP, his rushing stats. One of the great players to play in this league the last 30 years is Cam Newton. He got cut today. Do you feel like you need to make a decision soon because the style of the two players is fairly different? I feel like whatever whatever we do in the next couple of days, like every day, is should be what's best for our football team, and that's what we're going to try to do. JT, as we get ready to wrap it up here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Hey, our show is built on our partners and our sponsors, and we got a couple of big ones we're going to welcome ahead of the NFL season. Our show relies on our business partners. We wouldn't have a show. We wouldn't have a station. Without them, as you know, I'm trying to thank them as much as I can every show and work with them and talk about them. And uh, we got a couple of good ones coming up here. So we're really excited about that. And we're excited about our football coverage coming up here as we're brought to you by Grimaldi's best pizza I've ever had. My best friend stayed with me here for about two weeks in my home and we got Grimaldi's around three or four times and from the Brooklyn Bridge pizza to everything that they have on the menu but he's a vegan yeah my best friend's a vegan so we got a lot of the salads and all that brought back to the house and he did eat some cheese pie which he liked a lot and he thought it was some of the best pizza he's ever had we've been talking about Cam Newton and one of the things I like about sports radio is the unknown unless I'm the unknown I don't like anything unknown when it comes to me When it comes to a topic or something happening in sports radio, if it comes out of nowhere like Cam Newton today, I like to be able to pivot on this and talk about it because I don't need my hand held. I think my opinion is strong enough on this topic to get through it. And I told you, I've been saying this for weeks on my national show, if I didn't say it here, that Cam Newton, I thought, because of that COVID misunderstanding, could possibly lose his starting job. But I didn't think he'd get cut. Because he doesn't cost the Patriots a lot of money. So if Cam Newton was your backup or your starter, you knew what you were going to get. But if he was your backup quarterback, you'd have a really good backup. And an insurance policy if he went with Mac Jones. But there is a chance that Belichick looked at the whole thing and said, there's no way Cam's going to be a backup. They're not going to have the media here. 
every practice, after every game. Cam doesn't play. They're going to go to his locker. Cam is going to be dressed up with his big bolo hat and his sunglasses, dressed up flamboyantly, and the press is going to talk to him. And especially, what happens if Mac Jones has a bad game? What happens if Mac Jones has a game where he throws one touchdown, three interceptions, Patriots lose by 14, and the media rolls right over to Cam Newton? How would that work out? Now he doesn't have to deal with it at all. Cam Newton got cut because he wasn't vaccinated. That was part of the decision. You can't debate that at all. It was part of the decision. So if he was vaccinated, we wouldn't have this conversation. I couldn't bring it up. But the fact that he is not vaccinated gives me the confidence to say, yeah, he got cut because part of the reason was he wasn't vaccinated. The protocol is too difficult. You got to get tested every day. You can't be around certain players when you travel. When you eat, when you do everything else, it's a different life. And Belichick wants nothing to do with that. Belichick wants nothing to do with anything that could disrupt what the Patriots are doing. 24-7, 365, and Cam was a disruptor because he wouldn't get vaccinated. As I've said in the past, I think that Kirk Cousins would be cut if he didn't have that unbelievable huge cap hit. I've been saying that. He's not vaccinated. Carson Wentz isn't vaccinated. We've been waiting on Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's vaccinated because I don't know how the Pagula family could have given him that much money if he wasn't vaccinated. At some point in that negotiation, they had to look at him and go, look, uh, we can't write a check and give him this much guaranteed money if he's not vaccinated. It's not a good look for us. But Cam Newton, for whatever reason, I think he's got six kids, not vaccinated, doesn't live, doesn't live in New England, I believe lives in Atlanta, is just commuting up there, had a COVID misunderstanding where he left and he had to leave with, co- uh, with the COVID protocol, didn't follow all the rules, and he missed four practices and the start of the joint workouts with the Giants. Belichick loves the Giants. He started with the Giants. He coached the Giants under Bill Parcells. His favorite all-time player is not Tom Brady. It's Lawrence Taylor. Fact, not fiction. And Belichick had a deal with Cam not being available as he went and played the Giants. The writing was on the wall. But again, I didn't think he'd get cut. So now we're going to have to see what's going to happen with Cam Newton going forward. And obviously someone's going to pick him up and sign him, but he's not vaccinated. And how about no one signs him because he's not vaccinated? How about a GM and an owner sitting around going, yeah, we could use Cam. We don't have a great starter. He's perfect. He's better than the guys in Denver, maybe. But part of me says Cam Newton forgot how to play football. Ever since his shoulder injury, the way he's been pushing the ball and throwing the ball, it just looks like a guy who had a beautiful golf swing, and now his golf swing is off and he'll never be the same again. His numbers sucked last year. Cam Newton's last, you know, 15, 16 games were not very good. So Mac Jones gets to start here. I got a text from a couple, two different uh, gamblers, professional gamblers who went right to the window and faded the Patriots, to go under the win total. Today, this morning, as soon as it happened, they went right to the window to do that because they think Mac Jones is going to struggle and lose games. And he could. He could have a really tough struggle here. That's why it's such a big decision when we talk about what quarterbacks are going to play. Who's going to play? Maybe sit a quarterback out. Patrick Mahomes sat 17 games behind Alex Smith until he got his first opportunity to play. Worked out great. So Mac Jones is going to get an opportunity with New England now. It's going to be a big deal because he's playing Tom Brady week four. 
as Brady's going to want to come in there and drop 50 on Belichick. You know Brady. You know Brady's ego and everything that Brady's about. He is going to look to drop 50 on Belichick and Mac Jones because that's what he that's who he is. That's his DNA. That's what he's going to want to do. Brady has a tremendous ego and he's probably the greatest athlete of all time of backing up his ego along with Jim Brown, Jesse Owens, Jackie Robinson, all time. And you're going to put Mac Jones up against Tom Brady? His only trip because he plays in the NFC back to Foxborough probably the rest of his career. They play every four years. You're looking at an opportunity where Brady will never play a game again in Foxborough. And instead of Cam Newton with his MVP experience and his running ability and his ability to read the line of scrimmage and check out a play, you're going to put Mac Jones in that game. Okay, so I think the Patriots are going to struggle with Mac Jones if he turns out to be great and the offensive rookie of the year, you know where to find me. This is a big deal. It has everything. It has Cam's attitude, his look, not being vaccinated, not being asked to be a backup, just getting cut. Oh, my God. This has got everything. This has got everything you could want out of the blue where the media didn't see it coming, and the media is reacting today. Boston media didn't see this. You can't name one person in the Boston media from those radio stations, Tom Curran, Scott Zolak, one of their, the analysts on radio got some heat because he said that Cam's rap music was a distraction, and people tied to, tried to tie that into a racial topic. And that was the big story yesterday. And then Cam gets cut today, cut. I think Scott Zolak's feeling pretty good today. That he was, oh my God, Scott Zolak, former quarterback from New England, was taken down from the media cycle in 24 hours because of this news with Cam. So I was with Coach Gruden, as I said, throughout the show yesterday. It was great. Raiders have an incredible vaccination rate going into the season. Fantastic. And everybody's been following protocol. But uh, we're going to be talking more and more about that conversation with Coach Gruden when we're able to capture it here and play it on the radio. In all of my years of knowing Coach Gruden, it was the best conversation I ever had with him. Best by far, most loose, relaxed, both of us sitting in the studio in chairs in a relaxed atmosphere. Coach Gruden talking to the PSL holders, the suite holders, uh, some of the sponsors via you know the streaming that we did in the studio. It looked like a TV show, and I've never seen Coach Gruden Look, I wasn't with him at Monday Night Football where he became a legend. But all the times I've interviewed him, I've never seen him that comfortable, relaxed, going into a big decision. Obviously, today, with what we're dealing with, with the news of the cutdowns. And he's got a lot of information on what the Raiders are going to be doing going forward. So I'm coming off a great night last night with Coach Gruden. A big day today. And we have a lot happening here. We have a lot happening here on Raider Nation Radio as we get ready for our first ever pre- and post-game show inside the stadium. And more details to follow, but as we tease ahead, we will be available for you to see the pre-game show inside the building. And elements of that pre-game show will be up on the screen. We're going to have some great guests. I don't know of a pre-game show in the NFL that's going to be close to this from a content perspective just because we have better content than the rest of the league. You know, no disrespect to Kansas City or the Packers or Jacksonville, but they don't have a stage location at the Torch with the backdrop of the city of Las Vegas 
with the alumni that the Raiders are going to provide us, the play-by-play voices, the guests, the insiders. It's going to be unbelievable. Honored to be a part of that with Eric Allen as we continue on. Raider Nation Radio, hit me up directly on Twitter, at JT the Brick, also on Facebook. And you can always call the show, 702-365-9200, as we're brought to you by the Henderson Hyundai Superstore, Boulder Highway in Henderson. They have the super deals you're looking for. If you're in need of a vehicle like I am, because we gave our son our Tahoe that we've had with low mileage, and he took it to Oklahoma. Man, I hope that car now, uh, that truck has survived the first week of his move-in at OU. But anyway, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, go see Frank and his team on Boulder Highway in Henderson, the Henderson Hyundai Superstore. Raider Nation Radio continues right here on the Raiders mobile app. You know, we were definitely talking about that on the sideline. We'll have our hands uh, full, certainly, with Lamar and the Ravens. And, um, again, we'll deal with that when we have to deal with it. But right now, uh, just, again, I'm very proud of our guys. They worked hard. You know, and a lot of these guys put forth tremendous effort. And that's all you can ask for. And we're going to try to keep the best 53 guys. John Gruden heading into the cuts. Tom Pelissero reporting. From NFL Network, the Raiders wide receiver John Brown requested his release, and the team granted it. Per source, Smoke is back on the market. So that was a big deal. And again, a lot of people had him on the team. I did too. I thought he was brought in to really replace Aguilar. Uh, Look at it now. You're going to also see Ruggs, Edwards, Zay Jones get more looks. He didn't play a lot throughout, but he got in on Sunday. And Vic Tafer says, wonder how much of the $3.2 million the Raiders eat. Raiders have spent a lot of money on players that are no longer here. That's a fact. The Raiders have dropped a lot of money on a bunch of players who are no longer here. That's part of doing business. That's part of doing business. That's the expense of evaluating players, signing them, drafting them, eating contracts, getting rid of players. It is a tough business. So John Brown's gone. So if you look at the depth here, I think going forward with wide receivers, Zay Jones, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, uh, clearly Keelan Doss being gone, Brian Edwards, now DJ Turner, Willie Sneed, waiting on that. But uh, Raiders have wide receivers. They have four or five. If they stay healthy, if they stay healthy, not much more to say. The other guys weren't going to play much if the starters don't go down. That's for sure. Jim in Vegas, thanks for holding on 920. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, thanks for the call, JT. I Thank heard you, you talking about uh, fans from around the country, and it's great. Mm-hmm. I wanted to call in. I was born and raised in Oakland. I went to the second Raider game ever played. Wow. Saw him at Kizar, saw him at Candlestick. Frank Ewell getting Jim Otto's autograph after the game. Then running into him in the bathroom at the Grotto to see a hands catch. The Heidi game. And just uh, am thrilled that the Raiders are here. It's it's unbelievable. I had to give them my season tickets uh, to move here, but... Uh, there's just someone here from Oakland, and now in Las Vegas roots, it's a big fan. So keep the faith. Uh, Good. Are you a season ticket to... holder? Are you a season ticket holder? Will you go to games? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. I got my PSL sitting in the north end zone, like you said, in the Coliseum. So nice. it's, uh, it's great for them to be here. Yeah, I think people just need to get used to have the Raiders around here, but it's it's still great that we're, uh, we're known around the nation. So you're – 
Yeah, you're sitting above the Wynn nightclub, Winfield Club. Yes, sir, I am. Wow. Good seats, huh? Oh, I love it, yeah. What's nice about the stadium there, like the Coliseum, because of baseball, the, mm-hmm. the, the sight lines were so long because of the, you know, the, the sidelines. Sure. It, seems, it almost seems like a basketball arena compared to that. That's how much closer you are. Excellent, man. Looking forward to seeing you at the game. We'll be right behind you on the pregame show, so come on up and take a look. I will. Thanks, JT. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jim. Way to go. Good to hear someone in the north end zone. Hey, and if, if you have if you have tickets to the game and you want to tell everybody where you're sitting, please use the show for that. If you're in Section 132, Section 115, Section 321, we did that with Coach Gruden last night. And I forget, I have it in my notes, one of the questions I read, I said, Coach, let's go out to Section 320. And he said, he said, I love Section 320. You know, classic Rudin. He was just, he was on fire last night. It was a lot of fun. Dave in Denver. How you been, Dave? Good to hear from you. Uh, pretty good. Uh, first, how can we hear that interview? Uh, they're good. So Raiders own it. It's theirs, as always. It's all Raiders. They'll release it here in the next couple of days. We'll have it here on the radio. Oh, that'll be great. I can't wait yep. to listen to it. You know, I appreciate you bringing all kinds of people on and bringing up all sorts of subjects, whether it's Afghanistan or the fires in Tahoe or this team every day. And I think that having Clayton on is obviously he's an icon. But, man, I've just never been a fan, and I certainly don't agree with him. I think if he knows the Raiders as well as you do, as you say he does, mm. I wonder if he's not paying attention to some other things and dynamics going on in the AFC West. I mean, Herbert's going to be fine, but we've got a defensive coordinator that is the best person in the United States to know how to go ahead and defense him. You've got the Denver Broncos that have a complete crap show for their management and ownership. It's, it's going to get worse before it ever gets better. And the only reason, really, that Bridgewater is playing is because that's his Minnesota guy of the GM that came down here. So they're playing hand over hand off a baseball bat. So if you look at the Chiefs and you think that our offensive line is vulnerable, come on. The Chiefs have one guy goes down. People are going to already have the blueprint and going to chase down Mahomes like a tomcat on a kitten ranch. I am pumped about this team, and I really think that Monday night, when all the fans show up, this is going to be a blowout. Whatever the whatever the score is, whether it's ten or seventeen, it's going to look like a blowout because now they're a little more one-dimensional with their rookie running back being gone. And I'll tell you what, everybody else who who wants to have a running quarterback against this defense is going to have a real thinking up to do to get it right. And I just I'm not afraid of Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh at all. I really think this team is going to do well. I know you got to be reserved and you can't pump them up and all that, but I'll tell you what, the fans better, and with all these cuts, mm-hmm. Lester Cotton, Senior, whatever, Junior going off on the offensive line, they are looking, and they are looking, and they are finding, and they'll get some more vet uh, talent yep. to get on this on this team. Thanks for the call. That's a really good call. call. Phenomenal, Dave, in Denver, but you know, I don't disrespect John Clayton. If John Clayton doesn't believe the Raiders are a playoff team, that's John Clayton's opinion, and it's a great opinion because he's a legend. So that's not a problem. I don't have a problem with any of that because John Clayton knows the NFL. But if I put some guy on it a lot, if, if you listen to the show for 20 years or 20 minutes with me, you know I try to put the best people on the radio. And I got young guys who are in their early 20s uh, at Pro Football Focus. And if they don't, you know, if they don't think about our t- the Raiders the way John Clayton does, yeah, you can criticize them. Hey, what's that 25-year-old kid know? He doesn't know what's going on. But with John Clayton... If you're joining us late, I was asking John Clayton. We were going around the NFL. He got to Denver and the Chargers. 
who we thought were better than the Raiders. Here's what he said. It's a good football team. I think you look at Denver and Chargers and say, these two teams are wild-card playoff caliber teams. Not the Raiders. No, uh, still wondering about that defense. defense even with right Gus, e- yeah, even with Gus Bradley and the four or five new starters that are in there, that's not enough for you. Not for me, no, no. Okay, and John Clayton changes on the offensive line. Yeah, that's great, John Clayton. No, no, not 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 enough for me. That's what he said. Didn't put words in his mouth. That came from him. Not enough for him. And what John Clayton's saying indirectly, because he's a friend, is not enough for me because I know more. Could be for your listeners, JT. Could be for your fans of the Raiders on your radio. But for me, I don't see him as a playoff team. So, you know, hopefully we prove John Clayton wrong. The Raiders do. And that'll be interesting and people will remember that. But, man, do I I like having John Clayton on the show. We'll save that soundbite. Maybe we'll play it. But I'm not going to do that to uh, troll him. Or anything. I don't want to do that. I think John Clayton's opinions are important. And let's get out to, I don't see the name. Is it Andy in Saratoga? Go ahead. You're up next on Al. Go ahead, Al. You're up next. Go ahead. Uh, listen, first, it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I, I, I've heard you for a, a lot of years, and uh, I haven't been able to hook up with you uh, mm-hmm. due to schedule differences to, to hear all your stuff, but from the times I've heard, and uh, I just really appreciate you as a, as a, as a voice of the fan uh, for this team, that I Thank do not you. understand what the league wants, <clears throat> what they're looking for in a franchise. Are they looking for some to put their best foot forward, uh, it, it, especially considering that once the league gets the, the, the season gets started, we're always uh, we're always hit with a lot of controversy mm-hmm. and, uh, and and a lot of bad publicity. Not us. I'm talking about the league. This is a team that America can be proud of. There's not a finer human being at quarterback in this in this league than Derek Carr. I'm talking mm-hmm. human being. This team has so much love for one another. The, Ahmad Rashad once said that that the, that the team that that has the tightest fist, that, mm-hmm. where the fingers can't be fried apart, pried apart, right. is the team that wins. And there's no tighter fist than this team. There is no agenda except yep. one. All right. Got to jump in. Show's wrapped up, but I appreciate that at the end. And happy for you finding the show from Saratoga, where my dad likes to go in the summertime and see the horses. Nice job there. Appreciate that a lot. Good show today. A lot of news from John Brown to Vickers to Isaiah Johnson, Carl Joseph being released. And you'll have it here. Q's going to run through the list and he'll do a great show and so will Vinny who broke a lot of these cuts today that's why we have a flagship on a day like today really important thanks all of our proud partners we appreciate that we have a couple of new ones to announce this week have a great day everybody have a good day you guys